0: Welcome to the Comfortable in Chaos podcast. Podcast. Strangle your demons and let's go. Y'all need Jesus. Welcome to the And chaos podcast. I'm your host, Eric Helberg. Now, I could tell you about Einstein. If you've been following me, you know that. I'm going to let that be for now. This podcast here, this message is more aptly titled A Voice for the Voiceless. A Voice for the Voiceless. And in essence, isn't that why we have the First Amendment, the freedom of speech? When you lose that ability to communicate, all is lost. What are you not communicating about? And or is anything precluding you from doing so? These are important questions, and I'm not going to manby-pamby be be around with you. I have all these messages in my mind born out of life experience, and depravity, and arduous stuff, and overcoming, and man, we could sit here and do the motivational pie-in-the-sky stuff, but I used to listen to a guy on the road back when I think Sirius radio launched, I'd be on the road, tracking people down, tracking equipment down. It may have been even on local AM radio stations. I liked a guy by the name of Michael Savage. He was out of the Bay Area in San Francisco. I don't even know if he's still around, if he's still putting out content. I know he's gotten much older. Heck, man, with California as deplorable as it is, he's probably got the heck out of there as much as he loved it and I think he started in New York. What I liked about him is he could be talking about the decrepit nature of San Francisco, how it was going to hell in a handbasket, and yes, he was prophetic in that. But the next moment, he'd segue over and he'd be given a recipe to how to cook Mussels Marinara and or his mom's favorite sauce. He would sometimes wax um, exuberantly, exuberantly and or he would wane more melancholy and unless we're a robot um, I don't know all the new uh, psychotics or drugs but I remember the name Prozac I remember Prozac because I remember hearing it was an antidepressant drug and when I reported to my first unit in the army our platoon sergeant was a master sergeant, Pruitt, and he was Vietnam era, Vietnam era, man. And this is the early 90s, dude had been around. Probably would have been sergeant major, some big sergeant major command post, but he definitely didn't kiss anyone's ass. Um, I mean, geez, most field grade officers I ever saw interact with him, they had a lot of respect for the guy. But as a new guy coming in, and performance was to be key, and eyes were upon me, everyone warned me, this dude's crazy, man. He's on Prozac. I'm like, Prozac? What the hell is that? I mean, and they're like, that's how he stays happy. And I'm like, okay, all right. Well, I got a taste of uh, of Master Sergeant Pruitt. I mean, it was straight out of Heartbreak Ridge. Remember that old Clint Eastwood, and he's got the recon marines, and... He's old school from Vietnam, and he's got these young bucks, and they take off running, and man, he just takes them out at a nice steady clip, and round and round and round and round they go, and they never stop, and all their piss and vinegar and resolve um, leaves after about mile eight or nine. Well, dude, that's exactly what Master Sergeant Pruitt did. And he showed up at formation... I mean it would have been better if he would have had a cigarette hanging out of his mouth he didn't but i mean he had the largest uh i guess carry as you go coffee mug i'd ever seen at that time in my life and he kind of had a belly and uh i thought we had to be kind of rock hard and chiseled dude had a belly i guess it maybe it was a lot of drinking that look it looked hard as a rock but it stuck out long story short dude took us up and down in those mountains man um yeah good seven or eight miles slow and steady i guess the tortoise did beat the hare that day so let's get back we're talking about being able to speak when you lose that ability in a nation a nation dies when you lose that ability in a corporate setting in a workplace environment it's going to be hard to remain there without giving yourself away in a relationship if you lose the ability to communicate well, depending upon the closeness you're talking about soul death there that is all very important stuff And in the vein of the Comfortable in Chaos podcast, I would say dependent upon the type of man that you are. Mm. Courage and risk is easy, but if it's something that required your emotion, your emotional makeup, the your emotional toolbox in order to get to a certain point over a long period of time in your life and, or, and that would be indicative of a relationship, could be with your child could be with your spouse um, and or you built a business all the different things that are a different form of courage because there is an applied courage where You're perfectly fine with that risk of life, limb, and danger. In fact, you want it. But when you start to have hiccups in the other realm, it's something you're wholly unequipped to deal with. And so what I am going to say is what I wanted to say in my last message. I just wasn't sure how to say it therefore I made a mistake now I am admitting that and I'm going to put myself out there with you guys and when you put yourself out there you run a risk of being disapproved of because you're being vulnerable and what is vulnerability and why do guys like us sometimes find it so hard What you show may not be accepted. So, remember, I said a pain for pain exchange. (laughs) Getting pain, receiving pain. Where I'm going with this is I'm going to dedicate this show to an army buddy of mine who recently killed himself. He was a comms guy. Networks guy. In fact, he ran a computer security business in an area in which we live. Why did he do that? Did he run out of courage? Hell no. He didn't run out of courage. Courage, as I just tried to lay out, is easy. This is different. This is that emotional investiture and that buildup of risk that requires a different type of fitness. That's something men have to learn. The other courage, for the most part, is innate. And if courage was simply an indicator of who's going to salvage their life and who is not, we have more veterans dying each day than any other segment of the population. I just had, I'm not going to give you the number because I didn't believe it when he told me. I just know that he's close on the ground. He personally counsels 10th Special Forces Group. In fact, he counsels guys from that entire post, all of Fort Carson and military guys from all over. Now, if I told you the numbers that we're losing those guys every day, you would call it a national emergency. Because how can a nation be prepared to look after itself and or defend its interest, whether or not we actually have the ability to do that anymore and or on the second side of it if we truly are doing that anymore? That's a whole other episode down the road. That may be when I get Sean Ryan on here. But... How in the world could we ever be asked to do that if now our our biggest requirement is simply to keep an eye on our soldiers, sailors, airmen, marines, maybe even the Coast Guard people, maybe even the merchant marine. We've got to keep an eye on all the people within these ranks just to see if they can stay alive. What in God's green earth is going on? Well, in my friend's case, what I believe happened was the rigors of life became too much. He wrestled with them as long as he could. He could not find any way out. He was voiceless. He lost his ability to communicate and then the icing on the cake or if you want to call it the death blow was the false mask and or persona that he had to carry around until the bitter end. Have you ever been there man? Have you ever been there? If you haven't, thank God. Do your best to make sure you never get there. I used to say I used to stand in judgment of men that I heard like-minded things with that regards. Because so much of my life I had to make myself feel special and or better because I felt so terrible about myself growing up. I'm not here to judge anyone. I've been right there. I understand its mechanism in its entirety. And mother... That reaper is knocking right outside your door. Knock, 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 knock. Open up. I want you, man. and you have to say to yourself mother i ain't opening that door i know you're there but not yet not today and peter we're told the devil goes around seeking to he seeking whom he can devour goes around like a roaring lion seeking to whom he can devour. And when you're that close to being devoured, and I will tell you well before, you need help. You need help. And part of the strength and lack of denial, when those facets start to play out, it is actually strength To ask for it. I'm so weak. I don't have any control over this situation. I need help. But where do you go? Where do you go? I would venture to tell you with the same tenacity that allowed you to get somewhere or to do something. Find someone who will listen to you. Find someone who will listen to you. Hell, start with a pastor. Going back to the past episode, that's what makes leadership ungodly hard. Especially if if you have to motivate people. If you're in the drink together, that's just performance. That goes back to courage and doing what it is you want to do. Real life, and I'm talking real life, balancing it all, having a family, a business away from all of that, taking all that into account, that's real life. And that goes back to things I've said time and time again. It's real easy for a man to focus on one thing and do it exceptionally well. To take it all into account and hold it all up? mm -mm. That's a monstrous task for a man. Something always has to give. And in my buddy's case, something did give. So what can we do? What can we do as men? We can ask one more question. We can check on one more dude. Because these are crazy times. I would not have been able to do that before. I hadn't adequately suffered. Some of it at my own hands. Some of it at my own creation. But I certainly understand now. And I certainly can have empathy and it certainly is not going to hurt anyone. And if someone wants to keep you from doing it and take away that little tidbit of time, that may be problematic in and of itself. Simply walk over to your fence. Talk to your neighbor. When you're out and someone looks a little bit different, maybe they're an extrovert. Now they're somewhat reserved. Engage them find out what the hell is going on we are all in this together guys and that's what this podcast is for maybe you hear something and you're like hey I experienced that maybe there's a little nugget of inspiration there and you get an idea and or you're encouraged and you try something new Maybe it's just simply, I'm at the end of my rope and I'm looking for anything just to hold on for one more day. Well, I'm here to tell you, let's hold on to one more day together. Until we start to put this mosaic of life back in order. And that is what we are here to do on this journey together in what we call the Comfortable in Chaos Podcast. Until next episode, I'm glad I got that off my chest. And I will bid you bon voyage, my burgeoning flock. And if I can get my head in order, we'll jump back onto all those topics I want to address with you guys. Take care. Until next time, like and subscribe to the Comfortable in Chaos Podcast.